Every memorable gift starts with a wondrous story. Giving a gift with energy helps it last just that bit longer. So imagine a story from the high seas where Jefferson's ocean bourbon and rye whiskies are aged and transformed by unpredictable and unrelenting elements. They'll taste a journey in every sip, darkened by pounding waves, kissed by ocean breezes and caramelised by equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please, sip responsibly. Copyright 2023, Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck. And this is Playing Playing With with Science. Science. Today we head for the beach and we are so amped. Yes, we are. We may shoot the curl. We might have to bail. We will probably get mullered. And if you understand any of that, you then are no Barney. (laughs) Dude. That's the only surfer term I know. You know, helping us to stay away from the gnarly stuff and steer us to the serious science of the big waves is William Patzert, oceanographer at NASA and super cool surfer dude himself from California. Then we go all pro with professional surfer and big wave champion Paige Alms, who is based in Maui. Yeah. I don't like her already. Isn't that cool? Right. There are few sites in sport that are as awesome as seeing a surfer take on the big waves, make that huge descent, and then emerge through the barrel. It is breathtaking and possibly the most fun you can have with physics. And when I say awesome, I don't mean it in that cliched way. I actually really mean it is awesome. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's a beautiful thing to behold, to watch somebody yeah. drop in and ride a wave and shoot the curl and come out at the end of that barrel and stand up. It really looks like a human being triumphing over the entire ocean. Take that, Mother Nature. Albeit temporarily, because we don't like to upset her. That's for sure. She does have a temper. Mm-hmm. So introduce our new best friend. Our new best friend is Mr. Bill Patzert, who is a NASA oceanographer and a former surfer. Oh, I don't know. Should I say former? No. Bill, welcome to the show. And do you still surf, my friend? Okay. Aloha, dudes. Uh, Aloha. Well, you know, I, I could have been 
I should have been a contender, but I spent too much time in the classroom, got my PhD, but uh, I've been surfing now for over 50 years. Wait. surfing. Take a bow, sir. Wow. That's fabulous. That is amazing. So that's a lifelong surfing career, really. You, you seem to have a unique approach on the sport of surfing, being an oceanographer. So has it been an advantage to have this, I'll call it inside knowledge, of the oceans as regards to getting the best out of your surfing? Well, you know, the, the answer to that, of course, is yes and no. You know, it, it's one thing to know the physics, but it's another thing to be a great surfer. Hmm. And, uh, all world-class athletes, either you have it or you don't. And uh, I definitely did not have it, all right? <laughs> all right. Mod- modesty is, we appreciate some modesty. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what would be what would be the the biggest wave you actually claim to have surfed? Well, uh, you know, back in the '60s and the early '70s, uh, I lived in Hawaii. I was at graduate school at the University of Hawaii, and uh-huh. uh, the, the schedule was you'd get up before dawn, mm-hmm. if the surf was up, head for the North Shore. You know, either uh, Sunset Beach or Makaha. That's right. Uh, the you know, I can remember paddling out and all of a sudden finding myself looking down the face of a 25-foot wave yep. and thinking, what the hell am I doing here? All right. <laughs> and so I definitely met, almost met my maker. But, uh, you know, yeah. it was exciting. It was exhilarating. And I actually dropped in and wiped out. And that was it. <laughs> was that the extent of your big wave surfing career right there? something something you said about you going out to sunset beach pre-dawn made me think because we're going to get on to where we find the biggest waves in the world but you said all of a sudden instantly a 25 foot wave pops up now there's got to be a reason why all of a sudden a wave that wasn't there is there in an instant well you know the uh, great waves in in the in the world are really a, a question of uh, where the great storms develop, which uh, build these great waves as they travel across the world's oceans. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, in uh, California, what comes to mind is uh, the, the great Maverick swell uh, north of San Francisco, where waves reach 50 feet. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, that definitely separates the, uh, the girls from the women and the boys from the men. And, of course, Hawaii is very famous. Yeah. Uh, Waimea Bay, when Waimea Bay closes out on a huge day, spectacular, 50 to 60-foot waves. But, uh, you know, there are different places, Tahiti, South Africa, yeah. even in the Atlantic. Australia is famous for its big waves. There are even great waves that form offshore, away from the continents, that uh, – are, are, are totally phenomenal. So uh, there are these unique locations around the world. And uh, Kelly Slater would be able to tell you about that. Absolutely. And, and from, a, from a, an, uh, a standpoint of uh, oceanography, what causes the waves to form? Simply, it's the wind blowing across the sea surface that develops these waves. Now, for large waves... There are three factors. A great storm in the North Pacific, how long that storm blows, 
and continues to develop. Mm -hmm. The strength of the storm, you know, sometimes you get winds 100, 200 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Whoops. And then how large an area. So that's the duration, the strength, and the fetch of the storm. And and now, of course, with uh, here at NASA, with the advent of satellite technology, we monitor these storms all over the world. We can watch them develop, strengthen, see how long they last, like with the giant hurricanes yeah. of a couple of weeks, all right? And using models, we can actually forecast how large and when these giant waves will arrive at various locations across the planet. Wow. So you, your phone rings or you get an email from basically all the top surfers in the world who want to ride the big stuff. Oh, yes. So these guys are definitely tuned in to wave forecasting websites. So, you know, you can get on your iPhone and look at where the giant waves are going to arrive, whether it's California, Tahiti, Australia. You know, these are these waves are the great what I call the great world travelers. Yeah. They travel all the way from the Southern Ocean around Antarctica, all the way to California. Mm-hmm. And we can forecast these waves almost a week ahead of time. Wow. That's, got to, that's a surfer's dream. You have a whole week and you, and, and, and to get there. And, and, and are, they, are, they, are they ever disappointed to you ever like, you know, hey, you're looking at 30-footers and 40-footers and you end up with, you know, five-footers? Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, like all great forecasters, they blow a forecast. But uh, what they, these models, what they do is they take the information from these great storms and they feed it into models. And then at different locations across the planet, they actually have these buoys out in the ocean that measure the waves. And so you can update the model all right, to verify it. That's super cool, man. So uh, let me ask you this, uh, switching gears just a, a little bit. Um, it, back to you being a surfer. What makes a good wave? Well, you know, these great storms, they generate waves of many wavelengths from, you know, a few inches or a few centimeters up to waves that have three to 400 feet of wavelength. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing about waves is that depending on the wavelength, the length between the peaks and a big swell, the longer wavelengths travel faster. And so the first waves to arrive from a giant storm are usually these very small, um, smooth, long period waves. Right. The precursors. And of course, these are the waves that surfers love you get essentially anywhere between 15 and 25 seconds between the peaks. And if the storm is large enough, these great swells can generate waves anywhere between 10, 25, 30, even 40-foot waves. And, of course, the, uh, the real surfers, the guys that, and the gals that live the sport, these are the waves they love. They're smooth. Mm-hmm have one large wavelength and uh and of course it, it, as they hit these these are the waves that uh definitely all surfers live for 
and uh, but that is interesting that waves, the longer waves travel faster. And so usually they're the first to arrive, followed the next day usually by uh, what we call storm surf, which is mixed surf of uh -huh. all different wavelengths. Yeah. Okay. Many surfers call slop. Slop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so the, what you want are these long period waves that are the first arriving waves. Gotcha. So it's a, it's a small window of opportunity if it's only going to last a day or so. Yes, the, the, you know, the, the best waves are usually less than one day. And you're gonna, you could travel half of the way around the world or further just for one oh, yeah, day I, I, on the uh, board. I forecasted waves. These waves, of course, I call them great travelers. Mm. They travel across what we call great circles, which is the shortest distance yes. from one place to another. But I've seen great storms in the Indian Ocean. And more than a week later, they arrive on the coast of California. And so these are truly world travelers. Wow. Wow. And that's from the, sta the, the same... Uh, weather system, the same storm that created that, that one wave. And, 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 and that wave, so why is it that the waves, is, is it just a matter of inertia? Unless they're disrupted, they will continue to travel uh, around the world as long as they don't encounter any other force to, to stop them from being that wave? Oh, yes, exactly. There are, there are cases, for instance, the great, a different kind of a wave is a tsunami wave. Yeah. yeah. And some of these great tsunami waves that were generated in the Indian Ocean, mm -hmm. they were actually measured in California and even in the Atlantic. And so these are truly wow. great, yeah, great world travelers. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That is amazing that one single wave could, could pretty much traverse the entire, almost the, the whole planet. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, the other interesting thing is, is that sometimes you get giant storms in the northern hemisphere and giant storms in the southern hemisphere at the same time and they can essentially merge and create even larger waves oh stop it bill you're scaring me oh, you're scaring like, me bill no i like that wave <laughs> sex that's a little wave sex happening right see there. what you've done now you've pressed yeah. that button in his head oh man you just oh. made the ocean very sexy my friend <laughs> All right, Bill, um, while we hose Chuck down, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, more with Bill Patsert, our NASA oceanographer and lifelong surfer. Stick around. I'm sure there'll be more. None of that, Chuck. Uh -huh. More brilliant news about surfing and the waves in the ocean. Stick around. We'll be back shortly. If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit sweetconnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out sweetconnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Select languages available. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. 
And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Every memorable gift starts with a wondrous story. Giving a gift with energy helps it last just that bit longer. So imagine a story from the high seas where Jefferson's ocean bourbon and rye whiskies are aged and transformed by unpredictable and unrelenting elements. They'll taste a journey in every sip, darkened by pounding waves, kissed by ocean breezes and caramelised by equatorial heat. Give the gift of adventure. Give Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon and Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon Rye. Please, sip responsibly. Copyright 2023, Jefferson's Bourbon Company, Crestwood, Kentucky. Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is playing, playing with, with science, science, but with a little bit of surf action thrown in. And we'll yeah. be talking surfing and wave science with NASA oceanographer Bill Patzert. And we like Bill because he's unlocked quite a few secrets yeah, for us so Yeah, he really far. has. And yeah. you know what? We're, we're not giving him his due. It's actually Dr. Patzert. I mean, I know. Sorry. I, no, no worries. We both did it. You know, I just wanted to yeah. make sure that people know that, you know, Bill is a PhD. We're not just talking to, you know, some guy who, hang loose is on, who hangs loose on the beach and no. knows some surfing tips. This man uh, has all bases covered. Okay, Bill, let's get into a little bit of ocean floor and how that can create the monster waves that we see from time to time in certain places around the globe. And what's that place you were talking about, Gary, earlier, uh, off-air off people? Uh, Gary was talking about this place in Portugal? Yeah, uh, Portugal's not possibly really on the, on the map of the big wave sort of thinking, but it has a unique set of circumstances under the, under the sea. Well, we're not going to sing that song, but I won't. So, <laughs> Dr. Bill, please explain why Nazare on the west coast of Portugal is so special to the world of surfing, and in particular, big waves. Well, earlier we talked a little bit about how these giant waves are uh, uh, generated by these giant storms with the duration, mm -hmm. the, the fetch, and then uh, how they traveled across the planet. And of course, when they approached the coastline, there are many different kinds of coastline, but the waves Essentially, when they start to feel the ocean bottom, so now we're talking about geology, yeah. all right, is, is that the bottom of the wave will get cut out from underneath, like having your legs cut out from underneath you. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Top of the wave moves faster. And this can happen over many different kinds of topographies. can happen over, for instance, uh, when you have ocean canyons that come offshore or ridges on both sides of the canyon, as Ooh. the wave feels it, 
you can get these unique kinds of waves. Another kind of wave are the waves that break in the Pacific, like off Hawaii and Tahiti, where they hit very rapidly a reef face. Yeah. Get these phenomenal waves, which create these heavy, heavy tubes that are so very photogenic. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, off Nazir in Portugal, there is a, a canyon, and essentially it focuses the wave energy in such a way that giant either South Atlantic or North Atlantic storms as they approach the coast will create these gigantic waves. Now, if I remember correctly, I think the tallest wave that's ever been ridden was at Nazir off the coast of Portugal. I forget the chap's name. Kelly might remember, but uh, I think... Garrett McNamara. Yeah, I think it was a 78-foot wave, they estimated, right? 78 feet, people. Right. 78 feet. It's a totally phenomenal video. And 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 how were provisions made for his his family? That, <laughs> did they did they do anything to help his family after he was taken from us? This young man who surfed the seventy eight foot wave. Yes, spoken like a true Grammy man. <laughs> you got to be a believer. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I, I love it. You. you know, a lot of people have been hurt surfing. You know. Including myself, we all made mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But, so no, really, you know, the, uh, this there guy. But that many fatalities. No, no, no. I, 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 that's why I can joke like that um, because it it really isn't, and and I'm sure he didn't die. Um, he didn't. Yeah. Um, um, so what is success when you? Uh, drop in on a 78-foot wave. I mean, do you shoot it and come out, and that, does that make it success? If you, if, you, if you wipe out at all, is it still considered riding the wave? What is considered success when you're dropping in on a giant wave like that? Well, for me personally, is being on the beach with that kind of a wave. I consider that success, you know. <laughs> yeah, we hear yeah, you. I see. We hear you. But you see, if you're going to ride one of those waves, oh, Chuck's just, just no. He caught me off. With he yeah. caught me off guard with that one. I got to tell you. Yeah, the three All of right. us sitting on the beach would be successful. There you go. Right there. Uh, you know what? You might right. as well put some bikini-clad uh, women next to us while you're at it, there, Bill. Yeah, uh, dream on. You know the, uh, but uh, the, you know the, the the men and women that live for these giant waves. Of course, is to drop in, you know. But they get towed in, the don't bottom, they? Right up the face of that wave and make it out the other end. Right. But Bill, it. is it right they get towed in because you can't paddle quick enough because these waves aren't moving at seven, eight miles an hour. They're moving closer to maybe 25 miles that's per hour? Right. Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, uh, Laird Hamilton, uh, essentially he pioneered these giant waves. Remember, the longer the wavelength, the faster the wave. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the real trick, the physics of uh, large wave riding is to be able to paddle fast enough to get into that wave. Right. And some of these waves are just too powerful and too rapid. And so Laird Hamilton, uh, he uh, pioneered this where they tow you in with a speedboat. Yep. Uh, water ski. And, uh, and, and actually build enough velocity where you can catch up with the wave and drop off the lip. Right. And so, you know, that's really state of the art. All right. Now, for some purists, 
that's not acceptable. Uh-huh. But, you know, I've seen uh, some really powerful surfers actually can drop into what other surfers have to be towed into. But, uh, you know, that changed big wave surfing, though, the tow-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Hamilton and his buddies. All right, so if I'm, because I'm now an all-pro sofa, just because I've spoken to you, I've absorbed all of that talent. If I'm going to ride a vertical face of a wave 60, 70 foot high, what sort of physics is keeping me and my scrawny backside on this board as I descend? And what is keeping that board on that wave, because when you look at some of these guys, like like Gary said, it's almost like a vertical drop. Well, it is. It is almost a vertical drop. Well, the physics are simple. Is is that two things are working on a surfer? One is gravity, which tends to want to dump you into the water, and the other is buoyancy, which is your board, mm-hmm. which keeps you on top of the wave, and, and of course. It's a dance when you're on that board mm-hmm. is how to use the gravity against the buoyancy moving up and down the board all right, to stay in the wave, on the board. And if you have to, for instance, switching from one side of the board or from the front of the board to the back of the board. And so this is the great dance that all great surfers master. So they've learned, they've learned to change the center of gravity on the board by this little dance that you said, either left, right, or backwards and forwards. Exactly. Right? Amazing. And, uh, and, and so, the, of course, with the great surfers, like with all great athletes, this becomes almost intuitive. Yeah. It is intuitive mm. because it happens so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Right? So rapidly. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, and, and you can watch uh, – these people, when they ride these giant waves, mm-hmm. is, is that going at such a high velocity with so much water overhead and so much danger if you get wiped out, how they uh, maintain their cool and maneuver on that board across the face of a 50-foot wave. It's, you know, that's uh, it's one of the great, great athletic feats, I think, of any sport. Speaking of uh, t- tidal forces and big waves... Um, could you surf a tsunami? Because when Ooh. you look when you look at a tsunami, like the terrible one that we saw, um, what was it in? Um, Aceh in, uh, in the Indian Ocean. In, 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 the, in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. When you looked at the resorts where the where the wave came in, it didn't really look like like a surfing wave. It just looked like rising water, like relentless, unrelenting, rising water. So my question is, is that how a tsunami works or could you actually surf a tsunami? Well, in tsunami is usually caused by a large scale displacement, usually near a coastline in the ocean. Yeah. Right, like an earthquake or something, right? Whereas wind waves are at the surface of the ocean, tsunamis go from top to bottom. So in the open ocean, the tsunami is traveling at about 500 miles an hour. Oh, get out. 500 miles an hour, dude. All that's, right? that's jet airplane speeds. That's amazing. Yeah, and and it, it's, it's only, uh, you know, a few inches high in the open ocean. Right. But as it approaches the coastline, and it starts to feel the bottom. Yes. That wave, all right, will slow down from 500 miles an hour. But when it comes ashore, it's at 50 to 75 miles an hour. 
So that's three times faster than a wind wave. Not only that, it's a wall of water. And whereas a wind wave might have a period between wave peaks of 20, 25 seconds. Right. A tsunami has a period of 20 to 30 minutes. Ah. So it's never ending. So when you see it coming ashore, it's coming ashore at 50 miles an hour continuously for 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness. All right. And so that's a tremendous amount of power. And so, you know, that's a, a great myth that you're going to surf a tsunami. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So, right. you, you know, and that's what you hear about when you hear people talk about tsunamis is like, oh, dude, I'm going to go out, I'm going to shred a tsunami. And it, like you say, it's just, that's, no, that's no, all for effect. That, yeah. that, that just never is going to happen. Yeah, the physics are all wrong. The for physics surf- are wrong. Awesome. Dude, that was because, amazing. Because you're a lifelong surfer, Bill, and you are a doctor, an oceanographer at NASA, what are your surf tips? If you had to give us one or two top surf tips, what would they be? Well, the, the most important one is use sunscreen. All right. Smart move. <laughs> Smart move. Yeah. You know, that's See, he really my, is a doctor. He really yeah, is a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surfers, you know, I've been putting my dermatologist kids through college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, you know, I would have used a hell of a lot more uh, sunscreen. All right. 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 And, uh, that would have been easier on my knees and my shoulders, all right? Okay, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They, like all great aging athletes, uh, you know, my body parts are all wearing out now. And so what I look for now is I like a nice six-foot day on my boogie board, all right? Okay. All right. <laughs> Plenty of sunscreen. There you go. Plenty of sunscreen and enjoy the boogie board. That's uh, listen, I'll take that advice. Yeah, you know? I'm good with that. That's, that's about as that's about as uh, as much as I can do anyway. You know, well, you guys are still young and good looking, you know, so, you know, uh, well, look at that. Zero. It's all a matter of opinion. I was going to say oh for two ain't bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board. Thank yeah, you, man. This was really fun yeah. talking about this stuff. I learned some stuff, too, which is awesome. Unlocking the science behind and particularly the physics behind surfing has been really quite an eye-opener. So to Bill Patzer from NASA as an oceanographer, Dr. Bill, thank you so much. Okay, Uh, thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. We are going to take a break, but please don't go away. You've learned the science. Now stick around and find out what it's like to ride the big waves. Yes, with the first female big wave world champion surfer Paige Arms. It won't get any better than this. Stick around, see you shortly. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Seasons change. Why not your gaming tech? Upgrade now during the Alienware Summer Sale event and save on select next-gen Alienware PCs and more. Pair your impressive skills with our advanced gaming systems like the Alienware 
M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Exceptional prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Guess who's a Verizon Fios customer? Okay, it's me. You got me. That's right. And I love Verizon Fios because I love having a fiber optic connection come directly into my home. That's right. It doesn't stop at the street and then regular cable comes in. No, it comes directly into my home. And that gives me the best viewing experience that I could ever have. And now for a limited time, you can stream what you love for less with Verizon. Get one year of Peacock Premium for just $19.99. That's a savings of over 60%. Save on all your favorite shows and movies, from Traders to Love Island to Trolls Band Together to Yellowstone. Start saving on the subscription you love at verizon.com slash plus play. Available through Verizon Plus Play. New Peacock subscriptions only. After one-year promotional period, subscription auto-renews at then-current annual price plus tax unless you cancel. $59.99 until July 17th, 2024. As of July 18th, 2024, the price will increase to $79.99. Additional terms apply. See verizon.com slash plus play for more details. Welcome back. I'm Gary O'Reilly. And I'm Chuck Nice. And this, of course, is Playing With Science. And today, as you will know, because you've been listening all the way through, is surfing and the big waves. Bill Patzertz has given us all of the data and knowledge about why, how, where big waves go and come from. But really, there's only one thing we need, and that is what it's like to be on a board on a big wave. And for that, we need a surfer. And for that, we go to Paige Arms, who is not just a surfer, she is a professional surfer, but not just a professional surfer. She is the 2016 Women's Big Wave World Champion. Wow. Yes. Paige, welcome to Playing With Science. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. You well, are so welcome. Yeah. You, if I'm not mistaken, were the first female surfer ever to barrel at Jaws. How long ago was that? That was almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what an incredible yeah. moment. How, how, when you emerge from that barrel, what were your immediate emotions? I was in complete shock that it actually happened. <laughs> I had been dreaming about that wave and that moment for a very long time. And it was almost something kind of far-fetched at the time. Um, I'd been watching my friends who get barreled at Jaws quite often and just analyzing what they do and the waves that they choose and it just popped up and came to me and I knew right when the wave looked at me that it was the one and the one that I wanted. <laughs> I, I read once when you you barreled that your nose drove it, the nose of your board drove itself into the face of the wave. Now there's got to be a reason why that's a good thing because I'm thinking I I'm trying to get away from this wall of water personally so please explain how that kind of works. 
Yeah. Well, it's not just the nose. It's the whole rail line of the board. So All right. I was riding a nine foot four inch board, which is about a foot shorter than what I'd say 90% of um, the lineup was on. And oh, why did you go there? Why did you choose that in, when you obviously bucking the trend? Um, well, it's what I felt comfortable on, and it's a different board design that um, my boyfriend and I have been working on. He's my my shaper, so All it's right. basically a shorter, wider um, board that's basically made for using the rail line of the board to kind of we say. Um, knife into the water, which is basically cutting into the water at high speeds. You're making me a surfer, dude, Paige. I'm learning all (laughs) the language. Yeah, it's really, um, it's a more technical way of riding big waves than the standard hang on and ride the wave straight and go to the bottom. It's um, basically taking riding a shortboard and doing this technical surfing that we do on smaller waves and taking it into big wave surfing. So, Basically, I just rode a, a smaller board that day, and um, it was really clean and glassy, and um, that doesn't happen very often at Jaws. Usually, there's a lot of wind and bump on the face of the waves, and um, that wave in particular let me in kind of, I would say, easier than most, and basically, I describe it as the nose of my board pulling me down the face. It gave me uh, momentum and speed. Um, to bottom turn and come up into this huge cabin of a bill. Wow. Has your style, shape, length of board become the norm? Have more surfers picked it up, or is it just something that works for you? Um, well, there's quite a few of us riding shorter boards out there. I still, um, like the, the Jaws contest last winter was really windy and really challenging, and I ended up taking out my 10-4, which is a board that I've ridden a lot out there. Um, so there's a time and a place for certain equipment. It's like skiing or snowboarding. You choose your your boards and your tools for the day and the conditions, and for sure there's a lot more people going shorter just because of the curvature of the wave and how um, steep the takeoff is. A certain radius only fits in that curve. So if you're going on a 12-foot board on these waves that just doesn't fit in the curvature of the waves. So You've got the science yeah, down, haven't you? I was going to say, you're, yeah. you're, you're, so <laughs> do, you, do you study the physics of waves? Uh, do surfers do that? Or is it something that's more intuitive because it's like, you know, you, you, you figure it out because you're experiencing it? Um, I'd say a little bit of both. Like, for sure, I know quite a lot about um, why waves break and where and all of that, but definitely i'd say i would lean more towards just the feeling of being in the ocean the more time you spend out in the water it almost becomes second nature like it's not even a thought process more rather than just an action of knowing when a wave is coming or where to be it's not oh my gosh am i in the wrong spot or do i need to be three feet more this way you don't even think about it you just do so for sure it's definitely more of an intuitive thing have you ever had any real bad wipeouts on a big wave because i've seen footage of you sort of descending on your backside down the face of what is a rather large wave yeah for sure definitely wipeouts are kind of all a part of surfing in general Mm -hmm. like um when you're teaching a friend how to surf and 
they're kind of at the stage where they're feeling a little bit self-conscious because they're falling all the time and people are looking at them. Well, we fall all the time as professionals, so it's kind of a normal. Um, But in big wave surfing, it's something that I try to avoid at all costs. I've had had plenty of sessions where I've gone out and ridden four or five really good waves in the course of a few hours and not fallen and not taken any wipeouts or waves on the head. And they've been very successful. Um, But then a lot of those wipeouts, you learn things that you wouldn't learn from if you didn't have them. So it's all part of it. Like I've had, um, I've broken my shoulder in Mexico on a big wave. Mm. And I've had some some really bad um, wipeouts and injuries here at Jaws. Um, But like I said, they're all learning experiences. And if you're not pushing it, then... um, you're kind of playing it safe, and that's not usually how I like to do things. Did you I like Chuck, cal- calculated and crazy. <laughs> remember we did the NASCAR show? We talked about the drivers said, if you're not in the red zone, you're not racing. Right. Yeah. Similar, similar yep. approach and attitude. Yeah. Uh, surfers, though, tend to be, I mean, you guys are, I mean, first of all, there's something wrong with you mentally. <laughs> So Chuck, clearly, Chuck, play nicely. No, nah, I mean, I've, I've, I like, I, I, you weren't here, but I said earlier in the show, I did it once, and that was enough, because being, <laughs> being dragged along the bottom of the ocean and then come up, and you're all, you have abrasions, you feel like somebody tried to waterboard you, like nature tried to waterboard you, you know, it's like nature hates me, it just tried to kill me. Um, <laughs> And then, and then you guys just get back on and paddle out again. Like, you, okay, so you're a little crazy. But um, at the same time, there's a real zen quality that you guys all seem to have about you. Is that because you're always facing impending death? <laughs> well, not all of my surf sessions are extremely dangerous. Um, That's good right to now, know. All after. After talking with you guys, I'm going to go get in the water, and it's probably only need a waist high, so it's really small. Um, but, yeah, for sure, in the big wave world, everyone that's riding big waves does have a little bit of a screw loose, for sure. You have to have that little bit of little bit of craziness, I guess. But um, I like to say that it's calculated, and, like, I'm not just, like, those wipeouts for sure happen, but it's one out of 10, you know, like most of my waves that I choose to to paddle for and try to ride, I usually make. So it's, um, it's all part of it. It's like the love for the ocean is what drives you and being in the water and riding these waves, you don't get any other feeling like that. And, um, you're riding moving mountains is basically how I describe it. Wow. What a great way to describe it. Very poetic. Paige. Yes. Very poetic. We were told that there's a place in Portugal, uh, Nazaire, where the monsters really do rise out of the deep and they they can get up to a hundred foot high. Have you ever had the desire to think, yeah, I've got to go there and do that. Um, Nazare looks like a beautiful place. I, the wave itself, um, looks very challenging and scary. It's not a picturesque wave. It's more about riding the biggest wave of your life. Um, I'd say 95% of waves that are big waves that are ridden there are mostly toe surfing. Toe surfing is, um, using a jet ski and, um, there's a tow rope attached to the back of the jet ski. So you have a driver that 
is in charge of putting you on these waves and picking you up and rescuing you from harm's way. Mm. And you're Mm. 100% relying on your driver to put you in the position on a wave to ride and surf these waves. So you're, so you want to make, you want to make sure that your relationship with him is definitely in good standing before you go out there. Yeah, for sure. So you're holding onto a tow rope. Um, it's like, I don't know, 15 to 20 feet long and rely driver to just put you in the spot. And then, um, you let go when you have enough speed and you're in the right position and you just send it. <laughs> um, wow. It's a little bit different than paddle surfing where you're on a board that's probably four or five times the size as far as volume and you're relying 100% on yourself and all of the lessons that Mother Nature has taught you in the past to position yourself and be in the right place at the right time and to paddle your heart out to catch this wave. So it's a little bit different. You're relying on someone else and a machine to tow you into these into these huge waves. And that happens a lot at Nazare, and uh, it's absolutely insane. The wave just is a whole nother beast. Um, I'm sure at some point I will end up there, um, but right now I'm really just focusing on paddle surfing and big waves. That's kind of where I'm trying to um, make my mark. That's pretty cool. All right, bef- before we have to let you go, thoughts and advice for young surfers, and particularly the young female surfers coming through and wanting to be the new Paige Arms. <laughs> Come on, you know they're out there. Yeah, for sure. I'd say if like, if it's something that you truly love doing, then pursue it and give it all and um, work really hard towards your goals and just believe that anything is possible and just put your mind to it and your heart to it and work as hard as you can and um, you can achieve anything. Very inspirational. Isn't it? I tell you, as a young girl, I might go surfing this weekend. You see? <laughs> Could add another one to the list. <laughs> Paige, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for yeah. your time, and we wish you well on the water for whenever time you go out there next, which is in about 10 minutes' time, by the sounds of it. Do they still, say hang, do they still say hang loose? <laughs> Not really. Not really. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Do they still do the finger-thumb uh, pinky? Wiggle? Yeah, shakas. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so that's that's still cool. But <laughs> but hang loose, don't you can't Nah. Yeah. We're I, d- dated. I, I'm a little dated. I guess I would have to like I have to find somebody named Moon Doggy and and, and, and <laughs> Don't worry, Paige. We'll we'll talk to him afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Absolute yep. pleasure. You take it easy and it's been a thrill to have another female world champion on playing with science. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. This has been our Big Wave Surfing special with professional world champion Big Wave surfer Paige Arms and, of course, oceanographer from NASA, Bill Patsertz. Hope you've enjoyed it. There'll be plenty more Playing With Science coming up, I'm sure, very, very soon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. 
Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.